Kara, thank you so much for recording this bonus episode on what people should keep in mind if they're going to pitch what works. So the first question I always like to ask is, do you actually accept guest pitches for your podcast? We do, but it is very rare that we actually utilize a guest pitch. Well, let's start with the instances where you do. So, um, yeah, what what is that rare bird look like? <laughs> so we have a very structured and very far planned out editorial calendar. So for instance, uh, last October, my team and I sat down and we said, what do we, what do we want to talk about in 2020? And we literally came up with all the topics we wanted to talk about, all 12 of them for 2020, because we do a, a monthly theme on the show and explore that from four different angles. So in order for a guest pitch to be accepted, it has to, I have to be able to draw a connection between the pitch and something that I have planned on my calendar that still has openings in it. Because the other thing that happens is that I, I really like to work ahead when it comes to my show. So that means that like right now I'm doing interviews for May and I'm going to start doing interviews for June very shortly. And so I'm, I'm working about three months out uh, right now, but by mid-June, I will have gotten most of September's interviews done because I don't like to interview during the summer because it's hot. <laughs> and just to let people know, so we're near the end of February right now as we're recording. So in the end of February, you're recording the content. Now, is it the content that will air in May and June or actually prepping interviews you're going to do then? No, I am, I'm recording the content that will go live in May right now. Okay. Okay. And I think that's pretty common. You know, podcasters have to be organized because <laughs> most of them are also running businesses um, or, you know, it's one of many, many projects. Would it be out of bounds for somebody to ask you what your themes are that you have planned out? No, absolutely not. Um, I am very happy to share those. They're not currently living on our website anywhere uh, because, I don't know that I want to encourage tons more guest pitches than we already get, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, this show not included, but yes, I, there are a few people who know, okay, Tara works in themes. I want to be on Tara's show. Let me ask her what she's got coming up, what she's booking for. And then we go from there. Yeah. And I can give a little pro tip as somebody who knows you really well and has followed you on social media is that sometimes you do post something on Instagram or on Twitter, letting people know what you're working on and actually saying, if you know something that you can recommend to me, like every once in a while, you actually open that up on social or within your what works community. Yeah. That's been a really key way for us to find guests actually, because I think any podcaster knows at some point your personal network starts to run out. And while I'm reaching out and meeting new people all the time, my personal network still sometimes fails me when I have a really specific angle that I'm looking for. So the way I typically work things is that I will get on Instagram or Twitter or LinkedIn um, or our own internal network. And I'll say, okay, I'm looking for a story that fits this description. This is the story. I want to cover. Who do you know that has this story? And so that's that's typically where we get the highest conversion on pitches because people will say, oh, that is literally my story. Here's what I can talk about. And I'm like, done, booked. That was easy. <laughs> well, and so I also know that because the premise of your show is so much of like what's working within your own business explored from these themes that if somebody did have something they did kind of interesting I imagine that if they sent that to you, you might bank it for later if, if you're like, yes. right. So if even if they don't know the theme, it's not the end of the world. It's really important to, to just make sure they're pitching you 
not advice, not how to's, but here's what's working within my business. And that's probably going to get them in the door a little bit further than somebody who ignores that. Yeah. That's the biggest problem I run into with guest pitches is that the vast majority of pitches we receive are, let me talk to you about the topic of my book or so-and-so can share their expertise on these four bullet points. And I'm like, well, great, but that's not what our show is about. So that's your person sounds lovely, but it's not right for me. Like it's not, it doesn't even have to be a bad pitch kind of broadly speaking. It's just a really bad pitch for my podcast. Whereas if someone emails and says, Hey, Tara, I know you really like to talk about uh, what works for the, the business owners that you have on the show. Here's three things that are really working for me right now that I'm excited about. Do you have any room on your editorial calendar for one of these stories? That would be an amazing pitch for me to receive. And I'd be like, let me look at my calendar. I bet that I do. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. I always like to ask about pet peeves. And I imagine that's like the biggest one where people just assume you're like every other business show out there. And so you just get a bunch of stuff you can't use. And to use it, you'd have to ask a bunch of follow-up questions. That's not your job. No. And we used to try to do that. um, And we found it was completely unproductive because not only were the pitches bad for us to begin with, but the person behind the pitch, um, and this is not true of when we're actually talking to a business owner, but when we're talking to some, a virtual assistant, when we're talking to a a PR agent, it's all right. You can say, I know I'm really sorry. (laughs) They're just not invested in answering our questions. Typically we have run into a few that are, and, and they have resulted in bookings. Um, but yeah, we tried asking follow-up questions and just realized it was completely futile. So we stopped doing that. <laughs> yeah. For all the PR people and VAs out there, just go ask your client the question. <laughs> Say this cl- this podcast is a little different than the others. Here's what they need. Do you have any ideas for me? It works. <laughs> it really does. It really does. Awesome. Um, the last thing I always like to ask is if there's any topics, and this is a little different for you because there's themes coming up, but is there anything that you haven't discussed yet or something that you've been looking for that you'd really love to explore where you're like, I love a tip on this. Oh man. No, I don't. There's not a particular topic that I'd really love to explore because when I, when there's a topic I want to explore, I put it on our editorial calendar and I go out and find those people. That's just how I work. (laughs) But what I'm really interested in is people who have a complete story. So I get a lot of I get a lot of pitches and I do a lot of shows with people who are in process on something. So they'll have realized this thing wasn't working for me or I had this challenge. Here's how I propose to solve it for myself. Here's how I'm implementing it. But I don't necessarily have all of the results yet. And I'm fine with that. Like I am, we're all a work in progress, right? So I'm fine with putting those kinds of stories on the show and I enjoy those. But what I'm always really looking for is like, tell me what wasn't working. Tell me what you thought might work. Tell me how you implemented it. And now tell me what the results were and and what you're going to do with those results. So if you've got that complete story, that's, I, I would love to see that sort of thing. Oh, I love that. Okay. That's really helpful. Yeah. That is a really hard one. Like I have a client right now who has this really interesting pivot she's doing and I'm like, oh, I wish we were at the end of it. (laughs) 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, so one of our, one of our content areas coming up in uh, July, I believe it is, is transitions. And so talking about all sorts of transitions, business transitions, life transitions, I guess those are the two main ones that we have to <laughs> business and life. Um, but you know, just br- transitions broadly speaking. And so in that situation, like an in-process pivot would be interesting to me. It may, it may not make it if I also have like three pivots that I could talk to that are complete, but it's still, that's an interesting, that's, it sounds like an interesting story. Unfortunately, it's a guest you've already had. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, I do do repeat guests, you know. I love this. This is becoming a pitch in in process. Um, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Can I tell you one more pet peeve that I have that really, it was inspired by a pitch I got last week, but um, it is a pitch that I have received multiple times. Many, 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 which is how I know it's a problem. Do tell. The beginning of this pitch starts off here at my company, we're big fans of what works. And so we thought you might be interested in interviewing our founder, so-and-so. I tweeted about this one last week because I'm so, so over this one. First off, I know you're not big fans of my show at whatever company you work at. Why would you be? You're not, you're not a small business owner. You work at a company. You're not listening to my show, which is not to say that there aren't employed people who I'm sure listen to my show, but your other coworkers aren't too. Like I, that's a lie. <laughs> and it's a lie also because your pitch is ridiculous. It doesn't have anything to do with the premise of my show. Don't start your pitch with a blatant lie. The other reason I know it's a lie is because that formulation of that first line of a pitch I've gotten from 15 different companies. 15 different companies are not all a fan of my show and they're not using the exact same templated language to talk about it. So please don't do that. Don't use it. Use a template, but change the template so that when multiple, when people get that template multiple times from different people, it doesn't come off as a lie. And the other thing is on that, don't tell me you listen to my show if you don't. That bothers me more than anything. I don't actually care if you listen to my show and you're pitching my show. What I care about is you've done your research. Ideally, that research is listening to an episode or two, but it doesn't even have to be. I just want a good pitch and I don't want you to lie to me. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. I I teach, obviously, people how to do um, podcast pitching and I do it. And one of the things I say to people all the time is that if you're going to give a podcast a compliment, it has to be really, really sincere and based on like a long history of listening to that podcast because it'll come across that it's sincere. Otherwise, it actually does you more harm to give a compliment. Yes. Because exactly what you said, like I've never used the word lie before, it's a lie. <laughs> but maybe I should, <laughs> but it, but it's very transparent. Podcasters get all this, like, I loved your episode on blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you didn't even have to listen to five minutes of an episode to come up with that line. Like if, if you're putting in like no low effort compliments, just don't do it. Agreed. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm really glad you brought that up because I think that is something that people are taught that they have to do. And it's a misguided approach to relationship building that I think we could have a whole nother episode on. (laughs) Absolutely. You just named the time. (laughs) Well, Tara, thank you so, so much for giving us some inside perspective on what you're looking for. If people do guest pitch what works and 
I mean, for me, the definite takeaway is, you know, make sure that it is on the very specific kinds of things that you talk about. So what is working within your business? Keep in mind the themes if you can, and definitely um, you should be following Tara on social media anyway. So follow her. Is Tara, wait, you have a new social media handle that I don't know off the top of my head. <laughs> That's okay. Instagram, it's at Tara underscore McMullen. McMullen is an I-N, not an E-N. And on Twitter, I'm still Tara Gentili because that seemed scary to change. <laughs> so you can search for me as Tara McMullen, but my my handle is still Tara Gentili. Yeah. And I'm sure, I mean, people can find you also just by looking up um, explorewhatworks.com or looking up what works, right? And, and checking all that out. So definitely follow Tara on social media to see what she's up to. Subscribe and listen to her podcast, please, before you pitch it. Yes. All right. Thank you. 